Welcome to Up an Octave, a podcast by Sonivia. I'm your host, Ruth Spence, founder of Sonivia, the podcast management agency that helps women and non-binary people take up space in podcasting. Up an Octave is here to support you in your podcasting journey, from how to market yourself, how to sound great, how to edit for your specific voice, and how to make your podcast feel like magic. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Up an Octave. Today, I'm talking about how to take a podcast pause, taking a break without your audience even knowing you're gone. For example, hey, I'm not here right now. It's almost Thanksgiving and I am about to put some yummy food in my tummy. So I am enjoying the time with my family. This podcast was actually recorded about three weeks ago. So hello from the past. I hope things are better where you are now. Something that is such a big challenge for podcasters is holiday pod fade. You are so busy by now. I know that as you're listening to this, maybe you've waited a couple days and you're up early, the Macy's Day Parade is on in the other room, and you are prepping dinner if you are in the United States. If not, you hopefully just have a day to hang out. But so many of us are celebrating Thanksgiving, whatever that means to you. And then we have a slew of winter holidays upcoming as well. My personal philosophy is that you should be spending those days relaxing, eating some cookies, drinking some cocoa, and chatting with your loved ones, not worrying about whether or not you've got your podcast ready to go. Ideally, right now your podcast is running on autopilot so that you can focus on what feels the most important to you. That's not to say your podcast isn't important to you. But this time with friends and family should be at the top of your list. However, this is also a super, super busy time for podcast listeners. Something that you'll see as a creator is a dip and a rise in who's listening to your podcasts. So if someone has time off of work, there's likely going to be an uptick in binge listening to your podcast. Whereas people are maybe driving out of town for the holidays or spending all day in the kitchen, they have more time to sit and listen through all of your backlog of episodes, as opposed to just listening to one here or there where they can. This is a great time for people to catch up on your show. You may also see that your newest episodes are not trending as high as they usually do in your listener downloads. This is totally normal. People are super busy and they may just not think to listen as a part of their normal routine. If they usually listen on their way to work and they have some time off, they will probably not listen right away. The goal is that you are so engaging and have really captured their hearts so they can't wait to get back to their routine of listening to you as they get back to work, maybe in the new year or later in the month or between now and their winter holidays. But that doesn't mean that you should have to work extra hard to keep them there. As a part of my belief that podcasting should feel good, I think it should be easy to create. And that's where I am such a big fan of batching content. You will hear it time and time and time again from me. Batching your content really is what gives you freedom. So a while back, we talked about the three P's of podcasting, planning, producing, and promoting. If you are really working all of the P's, The planning phase means that you can take a break whenever you need to or want to. 
Sometimes these breaks are going to be more intentional, and sometimes they are going to come out of nowhere. With it being colder, we're getting a lot more colds, having a lot more sick kids home from school. They can really throw a wrench in your best laid podcasting plans. If you woke up the day you needed to record an episode and you lost your voice, what would you do? If you don't have batched content, you are going to be freaking out. If you have batched your content, however, you know that you can just rearrange a few things, pull some strings, and it'll be like nothing ever happened. The same is true for the other fun things that this time of year brings. If family decides to stay in town a little bit longer, you don't want to have to kick them out so you can record. You might have somebody sleeping in your guest room that usually is your home recording studio. You don't want to have to awkwardly shuffle through their suitcase to try and sit and record your podcast while everyone's having fun in the other room. You want your podcast to be running on autopilot. If you're not familiar with the concept of batching content, it's where you record extra episodes at once, creating a batch. This is sometimes harder if you are a super topical podcast, if you are reviewing the latest episode of a show as it's coming out, if you are covering news headlines of the day, it's going to be much, much harder for you to batch your content. If you are, on the other hand, a true crime podcast and can just talk about different cases, you have content galore that can be uploaded whenever. Having a few break glass in case of emergency episodes, no matter what your show is, is a fantastic idea though. If you end up having a winter storm that knocks your power out, even if you are a super topical podcast, having a feed interrupter episode that's just always in your reservoir is not a bad idea. Let's take, for example, that you are covering a show as it releases weekly, and between episodes three and four, you have one of these winter storms and your power is knocked out. You cannot record the episode four podcast episode. So what do you to do? This is where you can be very transparent with your audience and say, oh my gosh, technical difficulties. This week, I have a special bonus episode that is X, and that can be something that is still really high value even if it's not what listeners are anticipating. Most of the time, if you are collecting the right people who really resonate with your brand, they are not going to fault you for this. They're going to be like, oh man, that sucks. Power outages are the worst. Hope you're staying safe. Happy holidays. If your audience isn't super in alignment, then they might be annoyed. They might be like, oh my God, where's the new episode? You should have figured it out. Blah, 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 blah. So at least have an episode on deck that you hopefully don't have to touch. This has worked out for me in the past, and it has really saved my hide when I had a family emergency. I've talked about the first show that I had in Germany and all of the strings that had to be pulled to make that happen across time zones with my co-host. There was a day where we had a really significant family emergency, and from one day to the next, I was flying overseas. It was completely last minute. The pandemic was still really intense. And I had no planning, didn't really have time with my podcast. And from that moment on, I vowed to always have a podcast on deck. We had just recorded when I realized that I would be going away. And so I was able to put that episode out. And I had every intention of being home right away. But unfortunately, the family emergency turned into a family tragedy. And so we stayed back in the States for a lot longer. And that led to some less than ideal recording situations, like when I had to buy earbuds with an integrated mic at CVS and record in a guest bathroom. 
That is to date probably the worst sounding podcast episode I have ever released. Had I had more episodes kind of batched and prepared, you would have never even noticed that I was experiencing this. So that's why I'm such a champion of having batched content so that you don't accidentally pod fade. Pod fade is, if you're not familiar with the term, it's where you're super excited to have your podcast, you record episodes for a while, and then we just never hear from you again. Sometimes these are almost like someone got like blipped from the Marvel universe and they're just gone because they're like, oh yeah, next week we're talking about this. And next week just never comes. There are other times where pod fade is anticipated, where you'll hear someone say, oh yeah, this is happening, so it'll be a couple weeks until I have a new episode out. If you have batched content, you don't have to make that warning. You are also so much more likely to stave off that pod fade. Sometimes you needing a break is nothing external. There's no family emergency. There's no family gathering. There's no anything. You just are so burned out and so overwhelmed that you need a break. Being able to take a couple weeks off of recording and still have your episodes uploading and just going out on autopilot is such a gift to yourself. I really like to use these last months of the year, in particular that last week of December, I really like to use that time for myself to get my goals straight, to focus on what I'm manifesting for the new year, to evaluate how things have worked for me this year. That is not a time where I like to be devoting my energy to working very hard. That's somewhere that I really like to tunnel in, focus on myself, and see how I can show up in the new year. So I can guarantee that most of the episodes that you hear next month will not have been recently recorded at the time that they come out because batching is such a big part of how my show works. This is also super important for me because in January, we are moving across the country. This means that I will not have a podcast studio or recording space at all. While I will be traveling with my gear just because I don't trust it in moving boxes, I want to keep it on my person where it's nice and safe, I am likely not going to have the luxury of a recording space. We're going to be staying with family. I want to enjoy that time with my family. And moving is just stressful. I don't want to have to focus on researching or coming up with my resources. I just want my show running on autopilot. So in January, I've already blocked out what my episodes are going to be, and over the next few weeks, I am going to be recording those as well. You don't have to have a huge batch, you don't have to have all of next year's content planned out, but staying at least a few episodes ahead is critical. What batching looks like is going to depend on your show. If you are a completely done-yourself podcast, meaning you are planning yourself, you're scheduling your own guests, you're doing your own research, you're recording by yourself, and you're editing and distributing and promoting all by yourself, you have a lot more work that goes into actually making a podcast than, say, someone who just shows up and records, has research that's done for them, and then passes it off to an editor and a manager who distributes. So for some folk, just recording counts as batching. For other people, They don't mind editing. Editing is easy for them and they can just record and show up later to edit. For some people, completely having everything done is what counts as batching. I tend to be somewhere in the middle. As a long-term editor myself, I'm super comfortable with editing and I know my voice like the back of my hand. I have been editing my own voice for so long that I just kind of know what I need to do and it doesn't take me that long anymore. 
So I don't mind having a few raw episodes that still need to be edited and pieced together and published. The things that I don't love doing are I don't really love writing show notes. I try to write those when I write my actual episode notes that I use while I'm recording. So that way I can edit at my leisure whenever I feel like it. But for me, sitting down to record is the hardest part of my podcast. And that is because my darling daughter, Olivia, is often rambunctious and in the room with me. So when I can hand her off to my husband and say, okay, your turn, you're on baby duty, that is when I'm able to record. When our schedules are chaotic, that makes it a lot harder for me to get that time to record in the peaceful, quiet environment that I prefer. So you're just going to want to decide what feels like a good batch process for you. If you want to have six unedited recordings at all times, that's awesome. If you want to have four episodes that are ready to go, or even if you want to just make sure that you're always scheduling three episodes ahead. Whatever that system looks like for you, make sure that it is functioning for your show and for your process. Oh, I'm just sliding in to tell you about my 12-week content planner for podcasts. If you are starting to think about the holiday season and what that's going to look like for your podcast, you're not going to want to miss out on this free resource that I have created to help you holiday-proof your podcast. In general, I recommend having at least 12 weeks of content planned, if not recorded, at all times. This helps you dodge pod fade and keep your message resonating loud and clear while saving you stress and headaches and last minute panic. To download this free resource, check for the link in my show notes. All right, back to the good stuff. All right, so today's question is actually part of what I wanted to talk about in this episode with the concept of how to take a break during this time of year or any time of year. This question comes from Sarah. Sarah did not give me a show to shout out. So Sarah, if you would like to, I would love to hype you up. So drop me a DM or shoot me an email about what your show is called. Sarah says, hi, Rue, with the holiday season approaching, I'm wondering if I should incorporate holiday themed episodes into my podcast? Will it engage my audience or should I stick to regular content? My podcast is in the mental health and wellness space. What's your take on creating holiday episodes that resonate with listeners? So there are a few schools of thought on this and every niche or genre is a little bit different. I think that holiday content can be a lot of fun. I think that it can really be engaging when we're in the holiday mindset. It can also be a turnoff for people who don't celebrate and feel like the holidays are constantly being slammed down their throats. So there is definitely two schools of thought on that. I think especially in a mental health and wellness podcast that incorporating some holiday themes could be really important depending on what area of the niche you have tunneled in on. I think that mental health can be so tricky to navigate around this time of year if you're dealing with grief or if you're dealing with strained family relationships, or some different views across the dinner table, that having an expert supporting you and helping you navigate those things could be incredibly resonant and topical. There are also, like I mentioned, the people who don't want to acknowledge the holidays, whether that's because they just simply don't participate in holidays, or because the holidays are triggering or harmful to them to consider that's the reason why you wouldn't want to, judge your audience. What your audience typically resonates with is going to be what works well with your show. So if you have 
and Sarah, this isn't applicable to you necessarily, but if you have a religious podcast where you are a Christian faith podcast, I would absolutely be talking about Christmas in your niche. If you are a Jewish podcast or you make being Jewish a component of what you're talking about, absolutely spend that time talking about Hanukkah. There are so many different holidays that happen this time of year. So really consider who's listening and what they're listening for. If they are looking to get something topical, that would be a great time to talk about it. If you are in the mental health and wellness space, though, I would definitely talk broadly about what the wintertime can be within that niche. So not holiday specific is as it's getting dark so early, as it's cold and people don't want to go and go outside, that can be incredibly isolating and intensify depression, seasonal affective disorder, that kind of stuff. So if it's not a holiday specific thing, I still think seasonal episodes could be great for your niche. The long story short is that there isn't really a solid answer that's going to be one size fits all. Judge your show, who listens to it, and the feedback that you get to decide what's going to feel the most resonant for your listeners. I hope that helps, and I hope to hear what your show is. So part of why I moved Sarah's question earlier into the episode is because it actually piggybacks so conveniently on another part of what I wanted to talk about today, which is managing your audience expectations during this time of year. If batching your content doesn't feel right for the type of show that you have, you could be really transparent with your listeners and let them know, that you are running mini-sodes for the next six weeks or however long feels right to you. Let your listeners know the exciting things that are taking you away from podcasting, but how you're still going to be very intentional about showing up for them. So if your normal podcast is 45 minutes long and you can only dedicate 15 minutes to episodes, that's totally fine. Just let them know. Say, hey, we're going to be running mini-sodes because I'm busy and I know you are too at this time of year. So here's what you can expect. I'm going to be talking about this, 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 and this. See you there. You don't have to go overboard. You don't have to make things the same as they've always been. The wintertime, start of the new year, is a great time to shake things up and try something new. Something else that works so well for many of my clients is to have kind of a reflection episode. This can be a personal reflection if your show is a little bit more personal. This can also be a great time to have a best of. So if you are an interview podcast, you can have a best of your interviews and highlight a particular question that you asked and the answer from the interviewee that really resonated with a lot of people or shocked you. If you are a podcast where people write in stories, you can go back and include some of the best stories that you got throughout the year. Those are excellent space filler episodes that don't take a whole lot of work because they're content that you've already produced. Something else that I also love doing with this time of year is a Patreon trial. So if you have gated content that is typically only available to your patrons, releasing a bonus content episode into your main feed, A, helps people decide whether or not your Patreon is right for them, and B, it gives you a week off of creating content because you've already made that for your gated community. The thing here is to make sure that you're not releasing content that is so new that people feel like they shouldn't have had to pay for it if you were going to give it away free anyways. This is somewhere that if you're releasing an episode in December, I like to go back to like May or June, where people have had six months as patrons just to themselves to hear it, but then you can kind of share it with everyone else once they've had a chance to listen. 
That's a great way to get your Patreon numbers up, especially in the season of giving when people are feeling a little more charitable sometimes. So that's a great way to get your Patreon numbers up. And it also helps you to feel like you're giving back to your community too. You can even position that episode as a gift to your listeners. Merry Christmas. I'm giving everyone this Patreon exclusive episode. If you like what you hear, you know where to find more. Go over to Patreon. That's exactly how you can posture it so that you still feel like you're delivering high value and that you get to be a little charitable at this time of year as well. No matter what you end up doing, I am not a huge fan of taking weeks off. This really does hurt your downloads. It makes people more likely to forget that you're out there. While I I walk the very fine line of saying that podcasting should feel sustainable and, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, do your best, I also really don't like dead air weeks. So I would really highly encourage you to find some way to show up for your audience so that you're not losing those metrics, you're not losing the SEO rankings, and you're not losing the the muscle of continuing to do this and continuing to show up for your show. Whether it's a mini-sode, whether it's a feed drop for earlier episodes that new listeners may not have heard, no matter how you're showing up, just really consider how you can make a plan to continue showing up, even if it's in a low-impact way that lets you completely be on autopilot so that you can spend time with your family during this holiday season. I'll be over on Instagram at Sonavia Studios, probably sharing some behind-the-scenes fun with my family this week. And as always, please share this with a podcaster who needs to hear it and leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. Just like your show, mine needs those to grow. I hope you have a happy American Thanksgiving. I will be back next week to talk about AI and your podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Something that I am incredibly grateful for this year is how Sonivia has grown and how Up an Octave has been a part of that. I really appreciate the time that I get to spend in your ears and your trust. Thank you for being here with me. And thank you for helping me take podcasting up an octave. <laughs> <laughs>